A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, welcome to the Horse Hour podcast. I'm Amy Frost. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to be cantering down the centre line at a dressage competition and then suddenly a loose horse gallops in front of you, round and round and round in circles? Well, that's exactly what happened to Imogen Murray over the weekend and she joins us on the podcast today to explain what happened and how she dealt with it. This is Horse Hour. Excited today, we've got a lovely guest. Her name is Imogen Murray. Uh, you will have known her because she was 11th at badminton last year, but more frequently, you will have known her for this awesome video that's doing the rounds on Facebook. And it is her beautiful horse, Ruby, acting so calm and collected and cool while another crazy horse runs past her three or four times while she's doing her dressage test. Um, Imogen, how are you? Hi, I'm good, thank you. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us. I've been watching this video. We're going to put it on Horse Hour um, on, on our Facebook and on Twitter tonight so that everyone can watch it first. But can you just briefly explain what happened over the weekend? Um, yeah, so I was competing in the intermediate at Osby on um, Friday last weekend and halfway through my dressage test, there was a loose horse that had made its way from the cross country, galloped straight through the middle of my arena, um, straight in front of my horse and I just sort of, I didn't think it was going to come back so we sort of thought, oh, okay, we'll just carry on with the dressage test and it's probably going to go somewhere else now but it actually just kept running through my <laughs> arena the whole way through the rest of my dressage test. Joe, it's so funny to watch because you, when you're from the from the camera angle, I don't know, was, was your dad filming you? Was someone, one of your groom or something, filming you? Uh, my mum was filming, yeah. Your mum, from her angle, you look so calm and cool, and you're just doing this lovely, beautiful canter, and then you just stop and you think, oh, what's going on? Is she going to do a pirouette? No, there's this loose wild pony that comes cantering in front of you, <laughs> and you kind of expect the horse, your horse, to go a little bit crazy, and you know turn and spin and run but she didn't she just waited for you you were both really cool and then you kept going and then the second time you know you're, you're riding in the other direction I think you were doing a a canter what's it called when it's on the other leg oh a counter canter yeah, yeah I think you were doing a counter canter and the horse ran back through again so then you think well second time again Ruby didn't do anything she didn't even bat an eyelid and you were so calm now Imogen, by this point, I think I would have been crying. You know, my horse would have run away. <laughs> How were you feeling at that time? Um, well, to be honest, I was I was quite shocked that she wasn't really that bothered. She's actually quite a hot mare, particularly in the dressage, and she has been known to explode in the dressage um, test with no horse running through the middle of it. So <laughs> I was quite surprised that she coped as well as she did. But no, the, the first time, like I say, I was just, um, everyone shouted loose horse and I sort of stopped and said, well, where is it? And it literally galloped straight in front of me. And I thought, okay, that's different. Um, <laughs> we'll just 
carry on because the judge didn't ring the ring the bell or anything like that so i just thought i just keep going and um ruby wasn't bothered at all so to be honest i was sort of the whole way through the rest of the test whilst this was going on the horse was just galloping through my arena constantly i was just thinking i don't really know what to do other than just to carry on she's like as you know the judge didn't ring the bell i was sort of slightly confused as to whether i could stop or not but i just thought well she's not really that bothered she's just doing actually quite a nice test i think i just the horse wasn't running around madly or anything like that it just took quite a liking to ruby i think and it kept Mm. wanting to come back and make friends with her so i just thought well nobody's sort of in danger we might as well just carry on she doesn't seem bothered um and it was actually i was having a little um laugh to myself by the end of it that it just i couldn't believe it happened so many times (laughs) well it was at least four or five times she ran through your arena yeah i think it was five times in total Goodness. Um, it was interesting, actually, because you've had quite a few comments on Facebook and lots of people have said, wow, what an incredible partnership you have, which I think it's insane because you kept a cool head. She was cool. Um, it was safe. Everyone was OK. I mean, there was one moment, I think, where the horse nearly ran into you, um, but she didn't. She she diverted. Yeah. <laughs> Did you think you were going to crash? Uh, there was one moment when I was um, I was doing my medium canter and it did come straight towards me and I did think, I don't know which way it's going to go. I, I didn't think it was going to crash into me because it wasn't sort of... There's a big difference, I think, between a horse sort of running blind and a horse just running around having and a grand old time refusing to be caught, which is kind of <laughs> what this one was doing. Because um, what you can't see out of camera is the about 10 or 15 people trying to catch that horse and <laughs> <laughs> um, try and stop it running through my arena. Um, and that was probably the only time where I did think, oh, I don't know which way it's going to go but to be fair to Ruby she's really solid in that sort of way we actually at home have horses turned out next to the arena that sometimes think it's quite entertaining to chase you when you're riding so she's quite used to horses charging around near her when she's supposed to be doing dressage so I think she just thought it was like that to be honest it was pretty amazing to watch um but I'm also fascinated to know why well okay two questions one why didn't the judge ring the bell and cancel it to give you a better chance two do you think that affected your score and three, I wonder what would have happened if you had stopped. Would you have been disqualified? Um, so I actually ran into the judge later on in the day and she said that she didn't know, really know what to do because obviously <laughs> it's not a situation that comes up very often. No. And she said she was she was going to stop the test but because obviously Ruby was totally not bothered and everything was seemed absolutely fine, she thought, well... You know, we'd just sort of let it go on and and see what happens, kind of thing. If obviously it became dangerous, I'm sure she would have rang the bell. But both, I think everyone was just so in shock at the situation that everyone just sort of didn't really do anything. <laughs> just just carried on see. as normal. <laughs> yeah, um, I do think she did say if I'd have stopped, she would obviously everything would have been fine. They'd have just restarted the test or from wherever once the horse had been caught. Um, which I did think at the time I was pretty sure that if I would have stopped that that would have been okay but it's obviously in the rules it's not up to me to make that decision Mm. so I just thought well everything's fine at the moment we'll just carry on um I don't think it affected the score I definitely didn't make the score worse Um, (laughs) I think we possibly got a few extra marks for for, um (laughs) coping with the extra distractions um but no I think it's just it's one of those things that I think you have to look back and say it's unlikely to happen 
again, um, hopefully, and just have a bit of a laugh and enjoy the the comedy value of it, I think, really. And what an amazing story to be able to tell now around the dinner table, you know, to your grandkids. Yeah, I was riding Osby one day and this random horse just came out from nowhere, nearly knocked us off, but we just kept going. So when anyone ever says, you know, I couldn't because I was distracted or I was too nervous, you can clearly say from experience, no, you just keep going. There's no excuses. If Imogen is teaching you, you've got to keep going. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think anytime anyone says that anything's happened now, I'm saying I can definitely top that in my dress <laughs> but it's quite on another level though it's quite sad because there's been a few horrible comments on your facebook um towards the judge saying that it was dangerous um and that's half the reason why i wanted to speak to you today because i wanted to hear it from your idea Uh, a lot of people would have got quite angry about the fact there's a loose horse at the end of the day we're in an industry where people fall off horses and you get loose horses and and it happens but I, I do feel it's quite sad that the rules and health and safety have come into play where people are now criticising the judge that it wasn't, she didn't ring the bell. Um, equally, I completely understand why she looked, you looked in control. Um, you Your horse looked completely fine. So I completely understand why she let it go as well. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think from from my point of view with my horse, I would actually, Ruby is as good as she is I would actually think she is much safer to carry on moving and working because then she's concentrating on me I think had I have actually stopped and stood still she probably would have taken more notice of the loose horse galloping around and then we might have been in a slightly more sticky situation and have possibly had two loose horses galloping around (laughs) um so I think from my point of view it's probably actually safer to have carried on with the test because she was focused on me and focused on what on what she was doing and then as far as she was concerned she barely noticed this horse galloping around um through her arena because she was too focused on what what I was asking her to do which is is brilliant as far as I'm concerned with their training but definitely actually made the situation a lot safer as well um and also for me the although the horse was it was charging around it it wasn't running around sort of blindly bolting in a in a panicked way it was literally having the time of its life refusing to be caught by everyone running after it and um enjoying itself immensely (laughs) causing havoc so i think you know we see horses playing in the field and they rarely run into each other so for me the fact that it it would have collided with it i don't think it it would have done in that situation because it was well aware of of where it was going it was just having a lovely time refusing to to be caught how did they catch it in the end uh, so after my test, we sort of used Ruby to uh, attract it into a slightly smaller area, and we sort of cornered it and managed to manage to catch it because it didn't like food either, which was a slight problem. So we tried shake. They tried with a bucket, and it wasn't at all bothered. So that was a bit of a nightmare. One of my favourite comments actually on your post is from Ashley Underwood and um, she's doing a running commentary of what your horse says um, as opposed to what the wild horse which we're going to call Carl says and she says Ruby I'm telling you you should try this wild and free thing. Ruby says, shut up, Carl. (laughs) Ruby, look, I shed some weight. Shut up, Carl. Hey, hey, shut up, Carl. And it did look like that. Like you said, the horse looked like he was having a really good time. And (laughs) 
<laughs> I feel like running commentary. <laughs> he was good. having a really good time. <laughs> so how do you top that then, Imogen? When you go from that into show jumping and cross country, um, obviously you don't need to worry about so many distractions because she's had the worst. What happened for you the rest of the weekend? Um, so... Um, she actually went really well. Um, I think it was the good set her off just right, actually, in the right frame of mind for the start of the season. She had one fence down in the show jumping and she did a fabulous clear cross country and she actually ended up finishing, I think, in eighth place in the quite a competitive um, open section because she's not done a huge amount compared to some of those horses in her section because obviously you've got all of the um, WEG horses and the four, you know, well, five-star now horses out for their first event in the season and she has to be in the same section as those. So she, I was really pleased, actually. Oh, she did amazing. She did, she did really well. How old well. is she? Uh, so she is 11, I think, this time, but she didn't actually start competing at um, Norbis Level until a couple of years ago. So she's not, she's quite inexperienced, yeah. Yeah bless her i'm looking at the fabulous photos behind you that you have because you're at home aren't you yeah. and there's just some yeah. it's almost like it's like image and murray through the years and it starts off <laughs> with um a gorgeous little you must be about six or seven so, yeah. on a pony oh uh, this one <laughs> how old yeah are you there? that's one of my i probably would have been yeah about seven on my 12 hand um welsh pony called teddy um <laughs> When he was, he used to do a lot of showing with him and he was um, actually champion that day. And then oh, wow. I wanted to show you actually if I can. With you the, look very smart there. And then next to that is a, is a you've got a gorgeous white pony. Um, oh, wow. You've got about 30 pictures there. Yeah. So if I can get this to work, hang on. This corner, if we can see, I know obviously they won't be able to, guys won't be able to see this, is called the whoopsie corner. And oh, is that where all you, you had all your fails? <laughs> Oh, goodness me. Can you take photos of those and share them with us? And then, then I can put them on um, Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, so we like to, as, as a sort of team, like to enjoy having a good laugh at, at the times when it's not maybe gone so well, as long as obviously everyone's ended up okay at the end of the day and, you know, no one's been hurt or injured. It's, I think, quite beneficial to have a bit of a laugh at the funny pictures or the funny videos as such of, of the falls as well, because... I just think, it, you know, if you can have a laugh at those days, they don't seem quite so bad and it's a lot easier to deal with than sort of focusing on the bad as such as just have a bit of a laugh and move on. Yeah, and it's part of it, you know. We don't always have good days. Uh, I very nearly, well, I had a bit of a bad day today. I took my eight-month colt out for a little walk um, to another field and when I walked him back, he got so excited, he started rearing. Um, and bearing in mind, this is a 14-hand, eight-month-old <laughs> colt. He's a big he's a big boy. He is a big boy. <laughs> and he's very strong. So um, having his little little feet next to your head is a little bit scary when you're not expecting yes. it. I, I wish someone had a video camera around then. But no, you're right. You know, accidents happen. Um, you have moments. And then you've got to learn from it and, and move on, I guess. Um, but it's interesting. You were saying earlier about uh, showing... When you were little yeah um have your family has your mum always been into horses or is this something that she just enjoyed because you do um so no my parents are not horsey at, at all really um my elder brother actually was the one that got us all into it and he decided he wanted to learn to ride um when he was younger and then 
my mum did actually learn to ride with him so that she could could ride with him and then obviously I wanted to do it because my big brother did it and (laughs) I wanted to do everything he did and that's how we got into it really and he still rides he still um he events up to yeah uh, he's evented up to um advanced level and he lives in London now but he still um events he's got a horse down there that he events at two star level so so that moment then that you overtook him and went up a level <laughs> what was that like family christmases <laughs> yeah uh, no actually to be fair it was all quite a natural progression so he did horses for a year he had a gap year he did horses and decided that that wasn't what he wanted to do for a career mm. and then a few years later I I did it and decided that that was what I wanted to do so it's never really been an issue in the sense of that I didn't overtake him until he had a different career and and I was doing it full time so and he's very supportive he comes and watches all the time and and I can help him and he's he's great really oh it's lovely to have the family support going being young then and bless your mum for not knowing what she was doing with horses good on her for learning I mean that they're scary things when you know what you're doing let alone when you don't know what you're doing um, and you started from scratch how did you then get from the showing when you were seven to riding around badminton? Were you, did you, I'd like to say, I'd like to hope that you had a whole bunch of support and, you know, everybody was throwing money at you and giving you these <laughs> lessons, but I can imagine that's probably wasn't the case. Um, no, so I, we did a lot, a lot of showing um, for quite a long time. And then Ben again decided that that was a bit boring for a boy because he wanted to go and do something a bit more exciting and it was him that, that wanted to do the eventing and like, I had to want to do everything that he did. So <laughs> um, I started and I had a, a really, really good trainer at the time that who was an eventer called Stephen James and he was the one that got me starting into the eventing when he first started to teach me and I was, I think, 12 I wouldn't jump above hole nine on the wing stand um (laughs) even if one side was on hole 10 I used to not do it and then um I had one of my brother's old ponies and she was really brilliant she was really safe never going to win anything but would just sort of potter around and and quite gently and I started doing a little bit on her and sort of thought I quite like this and then I actually had a, a really really good um FEI pony called Juno who was the pony that was responsible for me basically being wanting to do the eventing she took me from barely getting around sort of like 90 to doing pony trials and being long listed for the Europeans and she was absolutely incredible used to just sit and steer and she gave me that like sort of that taste for really enjoying the cross country and that sort of wanting to go up the levels and actually maybe wanting to go to somewhere like badminton or Burley one day and mm. then I just sort of a lot of hard work and a lot of tears and tantrums on the way I think and we we got there. It's amazing to have achieved so much you're only 25 so to have ridden around badminton at 25 is and to have come eighth like that's amazing <laughs> so what 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 are your kind of goals now obviously to win everything's to win <laughs> but <laughs> that would be very nice um, no, so with my top horse at the minute, um, Ivor Gooden, so I've had him, he's called Sir Charles at home, um, because he thinks he's royalty. He, <laughs> he is in our house. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. He, um, I've had him from a four-year-old and we've sort of done everything together and, and that's been a really amazing experience. So the game this year, hopefully, is we're going to go back to badminton and, and Burley and I'd like to finish in the top 10 at both. That would be the plan. I mean, he's an absolutely incredible horse. He's really, really good cross-country and he's very fast. It's just whether I can steer him in the right direction on the day and, and we can get it all all right in all three phases in, in one competition, really. Does he have any preferences on the weather? You know, is he better on wet ground? Is he better when it's a little bit warmer? Or is he like Ruby where anything could happen and he's not fast? <laughs> uh, no, he... He's pretty good. He likes it warm. He doesn't like it cold. Um, it was quite ideal for him last year at badminton because the ground was really boggy, which tired a lot of other horses out. But he's got stamina for for days. He'd go for he'd be the only quite enjoy a fifteen minute long cross country, I think. Um, but it was also really warm. It was about twenty twenty two degrees. So a lot of horses struggled last year because the ground was obviously soft and that was tiring. But it was also uncharacteristically hot for that for that time of year with the, with the ground being as wet as it was and uh, he absolutely loved it it was absolutely perfect for him so oh, and <laughs> what was it like again. for you then being that warm it does that make it a little bit harder for you um I think it's something that you just kind of get used to obviously I'm riding a lot of horses every day so in terms of fitness it, it it's not too much of a struggle you just kind of get used to it and to be fair to him he's he's not a tiring horse for me to ride so it it wasn't too bad for me actually I was watching some of your videos earlier today before you joined me on the podcast and I love your videos because they're really educational at the same time now one of them is you have a line of jumps and they're uh, bounces pops one over the top top. (laughs) yeah and I was thinking wow you took about four different horses you were riding four different horses and it was clipped together in this one video in fact go on to Imogen's Facebook page and you can see it it's MS it's MS eventing team MS team eventing 
MS team eventing and you can see all her videos of, of her training and um, and they're amazing to watch anyway this one you got four four or five different horses going over these bounces and they're flying over them you know point steer straight lines <laughs> and it's like jump 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 and the whole time I'm looking at you thinking Christ they just look like sit-ups that looks really hard work it looks like you're having to do sit-ups on horses which I can't even do one sit-up let alone having to go <laughs> up and down bend forward and backwards like <laughs> it looked really tough um I mean that's a secret for you is I can barely do one sit-up um <laughs> off a horse but no I think it's something you know rider fitness is is obviously it's at the top level it's a very important important part of of riding but I think when you're like me and you sort of it's your job and you're riding a lot of horses every day you kind of build up that that fitness for riding as such like you know I can I can go for a run but I definitely wouldn't look the fittest person in the world doing that um but on a horse you know I can ride 10 12 horses a day and that doesn't really affect me um I think it's just what you get used to but this is what I don't understand you ride 10 or 12 horses a day but really there's only eight hours in a working day um and then you might add on a two hours before for the mucking out and the the grooming and then two hours afterwards so maybe let's say you're doing a 12 8 9 10 11 12 13 14 hour day but that's still not riding how how long do you ride the horses for so I am really, really lucky. We've got a great team of, of girls at home that do all of the looking after of the horses for me. Obviously, I oversee it, but I spend, I ride from, from sort of eight o'clock in the morning till five, half, well, till six sort of at night. And um, and on the busy days when I'm riding sort of 12, they'll probably tack them on and tack them up for me. So I literally get on one and get off and get on another one. So I spend basically all that time on a horse and, and not too much time so doing all the other bits obviously um I do do those days when I'm some days when it's, it's not so busy and I wouldn't probably ride eight and I would spend a bit more time you know grooming and, and tacking up and attacking the horses spending a bit more time with them but it's yeah no it's a busy day it is a busy day and that's after so that's straight after a competition where you've been away for two or three days competing um, and then you're back to riding eight to ten horses a day. W- what I'm interested to know is, do you miss that time with them? Do you miss that bonding? Um, I think on the really busy, busy days, it I do miss. I like I like to spend time with them, and I do miss it a little bit. But actually, on on the overall, I do spend quite a lot of time with them, bonding and sort of actually spending time with them, even if it's whilst I'm riding them or or straight after. It was although you know I've I've got help. Um, with with tacking them up and untacking them I will still spend at least sort of five ten minutes with them which doesn't sound like a lot but for for them actually in overall time that they spend with a human as such doing that kind of thing with them is is actually quite a lot of their time because for me I think it's important they get to spend a long part of their day being horses and and they go out in the field Mm -hmm. every day so in terms of actually having human interaction it's only for an hour two hours probably of, of their day so to that's actually spend... lovely to hear that's really good because so many competition horses are stables and so yours are out most of the time yeah so they're stabled at night well sort of some of them are out in the field at night but most of them are stabled at night and then they go out in the field in the day but in terms of actually time they spend with someone doing anything with them it's it's probably only a couple of hours and obviously a large part of that is me riding them so actually they still spend most of their time with a person is still with me if that makes sense so yeah it makes perfect sense um so do you find it because uh, one of the myths that I hear I don't know if it's a myth I'm gonna ask you if a horse uh if a horse is out 
like in the field in a day then it's more lethargic which means that it can't do its job properly for somebody like you who's a professional rider which is why horses are stables because then they don't use up too much energy but is that true because i um, don't believe that no i don't i don't think so for me i think you know horses are designed to walk around all day and, and eat all day essentially um, so no i think they are happier generally and a happy horse for me does does better work than a slightly unhappy horse i mean we do have the odd one that doesn't actually enjoy being in the field he's a bit strange <laughs> so he goes out when he wants to but no i think generally horses are designed to, to be out and moving around all the time and actually the more time they can spend doing that then the happier they are happier they are then to actually be you know into the competition environment because they are more mentally prepared for that you know they I think sometimes when they're stabled all the time they sort of get a bit like caged and wild animals then they come out and they're a bit crazy Mm. so I definitely think for me I think a happy horse does does better work for me and I think that means they then they go out in the field and they get to be horses and and play and and do what horses should do most of the time no, that's good. Do you feed them anything spe- uh, specific to help with the, whatever level they're on or is it kind of generic? Um, so I'm very kindly supported by Spillers Feed, which is, they've been an absolutely fantastic help. They come out and we weigh the horses and we go through, each horse has its own individual feeding program sort of according to them and how they are. So um, so Charles is, is a bit of a strange one. So although he competes at, at five-star level as it is now, he actually only gets fed um, chaffs and <laughs> um, a, a fibre um, diet because he has more than enough energy for all <laughs> horses. So he only has that even though... And then we might have other horses that are perhaps competing at sort of 100 novice level that are having needing a bit more energy just because that's just the kind of horse that they are so they'll have you know a competition mix or some oats or things like that to help them as well so each horse is is fed sort of according to them and their personality and sort of how they are really do do you have any that are um you know you're you're riding them a lot and you're competing them a lot um and you struggle to keep weight on them because of all the amount of exercise that they're doing um so we have a few charles is is one of those and again because he's he's quite an energetic horse it's difficult because we can't feed him a lot of of hard feed as such so um he's done really well on um, a particular feed which is spiller's equilibrium growth um which is a is a fiber chaff based feed and he has three scoops of that a day which is a lot of feed but he has it spread out over and he basically just has he eats whatever he wants all the time (laughs) of that and of his haylage and obviously he's going they're going out in the field all the time and and eating a fair amount of grass for them which is obviously i find what we found definitely for the ones that struggle to put weight on or keep weight on because of obviously you know they're working quite hard and using a lot of energy all the time is that actually grass is probably one of the best things for them Mm. in terms of keeping the weight on Mm. amazing I think well Imogen I think you're really lucky I say you're really lucky you work really hard obviously for your horses and and to be the best you can be but I think we're really lucky as an industry to have the brands support us um, through sponsorship and through providing products and things. So it would be nice to give them a mention. Who are you sponsored by? Yeah, so I'm really lucky. You know, I've got 
quite a few sponsors um, for all sorts of things. I think, you know, we as a team are supported by Devico um, Saddles and they, you know, I genuinely wouldn't ride in anything else and hasn't haven't ridden in anything else since I was about 14. Um, Neither would I if I could afford it. I mean, I love a Devico saddle. They're just like, they they're so comfy, but so they're custom spoiled. made. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Definitely spoiled. No, they are. And they're custom made. My saddles are custom made to me and, and to the horses. And they are, they make such a difference to the, to the way the horse is going and to sort of my comfort as well. You know, I definitely feel more secure in, in, in the saddles that are made for me. And I'm very, very lucky to, to be, cause I definitely wouldn't ride in anything else. Um, I've got to ask you though, have you ever been tempted to ride in a Western saddle? Uh, I, do you know what I've seen uh, and would, I think one time just like to have a go. They look really comfy. They're so comfy. They're like being in an armchair. And I love the fact that it hooks you up the top and at the back. So, yeah. you know, it's almost like a little, um, it's almost like a hook over the leg, really. If your bum moves, it helps you stay in your position. But there was one time I did try a Western saddle on my horse and I'm quite safety conscious. So yeah. I wore a back protector, as you do. And um, yeah, I had my hat and I had my high vis and we went out for a little hack and, um, and I had to get off my horse. So I swung my leg over. So I had both legs on the left-hand side of my horse and both hands on the left-hand side of my horse because I was jumping off and my body protector got stu- stuck on the hook on the panel. Oh, no. <laughs> um, I couldn't get on because both legs were off and I couldn't get off because I was hooked on. It was carnage. I haven't been on a Western <laughs> I haven't been on a Western saddle since. No, I'm not surprised. <laughs> that might put me off now. I'm a bit scared. <laughs> no, do been... it, do it, but just don't wear a body protector. Just at the don't same wear time. a body protector. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely oh. need that advice. <laughs> uh, people say that you know a horse needs to be trained Western to be able to ride a Western saddle. My horse wasn't trained Western. It was just about the comfort. As long as it fits properly, and I'm still using the right aids. Yeah. And um, I just like to have something to grab hold of if we decided to go like around a corner. The, yeah, a little handle on the front. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we should fit my saddles with one of those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So what are your plans this year then? You're obviously going to go to Badminton and Burley like you mentioned earlier. Is it just train, 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 train? Um, yeah, so we've obviously we've just had the um, first event of the season, so it's nice. We've spent the best part of the last five months obviously working on bits and pieces from last season with, with all the horses and it's great to come out sort of the start of the season and see hopefully all that training that we've been doing is, is paid off and so far it seems it seems to so that's always great um no we've got lots of aims you know each each horse has has a different aim and then we sit down with with their owners and and as a team together and sort of set out what would be their main aim for the season and then everything else about what we do with them sort of from now and until then is is trying to achieve that in the best way possible whether that be for charlie going to to badminton or whether that's for the four and five-year-olds aiming for the four and five-year-old championships at the end of the year it's sort of it's all about how we get from where we are now to to there really and in terms of your team then because you've mentioned your team a few times um you're the main rider uh, but how how does it become a team is this the owners is it the grooms or do you have other people that go out and ride and compete as well um so for us it's it's everyone as such you know we all 
sort of jump in, to, in together, especially when we're at the event. You know, the owners will will help and they'll pitch in. We all have when we're staying away at events we like all have dinner as a team sort of with the owners with with me with the grooms as well that are looking after the horses um and sort of any anyone's welcome we're, we're quite <laughs> we're like an open house when we're at an events but no it's it's everyone for me really it's it's the you know the girls that are, are helping and working at home and, and coming to the competitions and looking after the horses and and helping me out because obviously I couldn't do what I do without them doing such a good job at home all the time and they do some of the hacking and, and things like that with the horses because obviously you know we've got 21 horses at home at the minute and obviously wow. I can't cannot ride 21 horses in a day so. <laughs> um, and those, you know we've got a couple of apprentices um, that are obviously doing training qualifications with, with us as well and they've got horses of their own and we take them out to compete with alongside my horses so it really is a sort of a whole team together sort of mm. idea for us it's lovely so your colors are they blue and white blue and white stripes yes yeah. right. so when you're at badminton and you see little imogen walking along with her blue because she already she's only diddy with her blue and white stripe colors and uh, the lovely charlie and her entourage of about 20 people surrounding her <laughs> don't be afraid <laughs> You can go and say hello and she you won't can. bite. And indeed, everyone's welcome. <laughs> oh, Imogen, it's been so lovely talking to you. Thank you for joining us on the podcast. Give um, lovely Ruby an extra carrot for us for being so good at the weekend. And I just wish you the best of luck for the season this year. Please keep us updated with how you're doing. Thank you very much. No, definitely. We'll uh, we'll keep you updated. And Ruby's definitely had her extra carrots, I think. <laughs> now let us know your social handles so that we can follow you. What are you on? Twitter, Instagram, Facebook? So we're on um, Facebook as MS Team Eventing with Imogen Murray. So it should come up something like that. And then on Instagram as um, MS Team Eventing as well. Um, definitely follow that page don't don't search my name because I don't put anything on um, <laughs> if you want to keep up with what I'm doing definitely follow the and it's m.s.teameventing is what Perfect. you need to follow and I highly recommend because there's some amazing educational videos on there too well thank you so much for joining us um, best of luck we'll see you at badminton thank you and I'll hopefully see you at badminton Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. We've got a brilliant competition for you. You could win tickets to Bowlsworth International Horse Show. Just head to our Facebook page at Horse Hour to enter. You've got to include a picture to be in with a chance of winning. And the winner will be announced on Monday, next Monday at 8pm. You can catch all previous episodes of the Horse Hour podcast on our website. Just head to horsehour.co.uk. And of course, you can listen on iTunes, Stitcher, Acast and Player FM. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so that every episode automatically downloads to your mobile phone. Really hope you're having a good week with your horse and you're not getting too wet because it's pretty grotty out there at the moment, wet and windy. Always use hashtag horse hour when you're sharing your photos and your videos because we love to see what you get up to with your horse. And we're particularly keen on educational videos at the moment. What tips do you have for your riding to help educate and teach your horse? Whether it's jumping, dressage, movement, flexibility, um, or just generally having fun, do share your pictures at horse hour, hashtag horse hour. Hope you have a great week with your horse and I'll speak to you soon. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 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 Mm